woke up and wished that I was dead With an aching in my head I lay motionless in bed I thought of you And where you gone Let the world sing by Good morning and welcome. Happy Friday. We are back. You're tuned in and listening to Back Talk with Sharona. I'm your host. My name is Sharona. As always, I thank you for tuning in. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a break. There was a lot of, um, we we did a lot of um, shows leading up to the election and as things started to kind of spin and turn, uh, we we went on a, there's only so much you could say about this election and it really was one of the most horrible things that I've ever witnessed and I know a lot of people sort of feel the same I, I'm heartsick I'm tired I'm exhausted I'm embarrassed for this country but I had an opportunity to sit down with my buddy Matt Wood last night it was only fitting that Matt and I sit down and do a a postmortem a wrap-up of the election since he and I had spent a lot of time talking about it, covering it, and talking about it. And uh, it's it's funny, we, both of us, the last few weeks have been like, uh, maybe we postpone sitting down and talking about this. It was obvious that neither one of us, we had election um, election coverage exhaustion early and and you know I'd like to say that I'm surprised I'm not. Um, I saw it coming, and I was hoping that I was wrong, but I, I was not wrong. This country has elected Donald Trump. I'm embarrassed. I, 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 and if you voted for Donald Trump, I'm embarrassed for you. Um, you know, I'm embarrassed for you. And it's we're the the difference between what this country has long professed to be but what it actually is 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 so stark you know we we saw it this this election cycle we've seen it before um you know maybe it's because i'm getting older that that i i, I tend to see these things more clearly i don't know we're going to take a real quick break when we come back my uh my chit chat with matt wood this will be a short podcast this morning real quick just to, to wrap things up from the election then we'll be back next week with maybe some longer podcasts with you know more talk about sports and other things i just didn't have it in me this morning by the way happy veterans day so we'll take a quick break and then when we come back my chat with matt wood chopping it up with matt and sharona so stay tuned in you are listening to bat talk with sharona All right, welcome back. Uh, we are back. Don't call it a comeback. I, we're recording this. Matt and I are sitting down for um, the latest installation of Chopping It Up with, with Matt and Sharon. It's been a struggle for both of us <clears throat> as this election approached, and we were both like, I just, you know, there's only so much you could say about it, right, Matt? Right, right. I mean, at least with that election, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, he said this and she said that, and 
you know, well, I guess we'll wait and see till in in November. <laughs> yeah, and we did. So we really did see. It was ugly and awful. But uh, my the point is, we we're doing this on Thursday night, and we haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks, because. I think we were both just exhausted with it all. And Matt and I will have to talk and see what um, he may want to take a little, little bit of a break because he, he's got a sense of what it's like to podcast. And it is, it's work, isn't it, Matt? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, so anyway, it's Thursday evening, November the 10th, and America, North, the United States has elected Donald Trump as its president, and I know a lot of people were surprised about that, but Matt and I both, and I think that's part of the reason why we didn't really want to do this, I, we sort of saw it coming, didn't we, Matt? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, you know, you have a lot of folks, you know, where Trump's, it really wasn't so much, you know, like a lot of the you know, Trump votes and stuff came from folks who are hurting. And, you know, they they voted for him. In, I'm going to say in spite of his rhetoric, um, hoping that, you know, well, maybe maybe he tones it down once he comes in office. Um, you know. Uh, Except you know, that, I mean, but they were presented with years and years and years worth. Uh, this is who he is. Yeah, yeah. The only the only thing I can <laughs> I I really can't you know. Yeah, I've been you're not you're a lot nicer than me, Matt, because I I'm really <laughs> harsh, and on my Wednesday night show, I just said a bunch of people aren't really all that smart. Yeah. Um, because if if you're a poor boy, if you're even middle class, I don't know what middle class America means anymore. Because, and I do think that economics is is part of it. But, you know, I, I was thinking that um, on election night as I watched it unfold and I had already conveyed my reservations, my um, state of mind to some people and, you know, everybody was like, no, it's going to be okay. But as I watched it unfold, mm-hmm. it came to me that I can imagine other people across the globe thinking people across the globe looking over at us and and saying oh it's hit them it's hit there too because nationalism this is not a local phenomenon mm-hmm. nationalism is worldwide it's um and it's amazing to me that a lot of this the fan, the base that voted Donald Trump into office are some of the worst rhetorically about nationalism elsewhere yet they support it here and it's it's been <clears throat> you know if it wasn't so depressing and and mind numbing it's been an inter- it would be an interesting scholarly well and you know and there's you know you're starting to see news report or articles and stuff out now like oh Bernie Sanders would have wiped the floor with him Maybe we don't know that. No. I mean, or Joe Biden. I expect Joe Biden to be popular, but you know, yeah. I mean, his it, rhetoric resounded with a lot of people who. I mean, it, the nationalism movement is here. Yeah, and 
um, like, and the thing is, is like, you know, Bernie ran on the whole anti uh, free trade uh, agreement as well. Um, and, you know, it, what, I mean, other than Trump calling him a socialist every five seconds, <laughs> um, it's like he has no, he had no scandals. It's like, what were yeah. you going to really pin on him? You know, um, he, he's been married to the same woman forever. It's, you know, yeah. it, and I mean, and Bernie wouldn't have gone to a, an attack like that saying, you know, like calling, you know, calling out wives and kids or anything. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, who's to say that? But, I mean, in, in Bernie Sanders, like, a lot of his support, I mean, everybody seems to have forgotten the Occupy movement. Everybody thought it was just a bunch of rich kids, you know, pissed off, like, oh, they don't get free college or something. And it, it wasn't. It's like, hey, we were severely affected by the economy, whether it was in the 2000s or the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, all we did was see you give money to the banks. And, you know, kind of <laughs> wiped your hands and, and went away. Uh, yeah. And, you know, now this is this is what we have to deal with now. Um, I mean, and the, the thing is, is like, it's easy for me to say, like, hey, we'll be all right or whatever. Do you think, do you think that Tim, <coughs> excuse me. That will benefit from that. Do you think that Tim Kaine's close ties to the banking industry hurt them? I think a lot of it hurt them. Hold on, sweetie. Um, I, I think a lot of like their ties to Wall Street hurt them. I mean, you had Hillary giving talks to Goldman Sachs executives and then not releasing yeah. the transcripts. And then, yeah. you know, all this stuff, it's like very shady. And, um, and people go like, oh, well, yeah. You know, it's like we may have like all these social justice issues, but I don't think you're going to do anything. It, it just seems like the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poor. And mm-hmm. it, it, that's and here's the thing: it's always going to be like that. Why Richard, do they think that Donald Trump's any going to be any better? I mean, if you're if you're labor, if you're a union person and you're labor, the Republican Party's not for you. Right. Right. I mean, they're. It, it, <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump wasn't going up there going like, "Hey, people, you guys have to mobilize and make sure you put your the you know the the boot to the neck of your you know uh, you know boss you know your your CEOs," um, <clears throat> you know. So I mean, he just sit there and sit. Now you got to think of like who the largest demographic of folks were voting for him. You know, mm-hmm. my I mean, you had over forties. Uh, it's baby boomers, right? And and then I mean, obviously too, you had like a lot of white male, no high school diploma, and things like that. Um, but it's like those people were affected in the '90s when uh, late '80s and '90s and stuff when and NAFTA was a Bill Clinton thing. You know, mm-hmm. that thing was signed. You know, you had like these factories move up and move to Mexico and China and whatever, and they're like, oh shit, where the hell is my job? You know. Um, <clears throat> And so but, it did. But it, NAFTA also create. I mean, it created jobs too. Right, right. Trade agreements do bring in a lot of wealth for a country. Um, and I mean, and this, and this is what it is. It's the effects of globalization. It just, it hasn't, it hasn't like evened out yet, right? And and who knows if it ever will. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and, and that's the thing that people are going to have to start realizing. Um, those jobs are probably not coming back. No matter how many times you can say, like, oh, if you move your job overseas, I'm making your import tariffs 35%. Yeah. Um, you know, that may do something for the small ones, but, like, large corporations, that, yeah, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and any manufacturing job that is starting, um, you know, I, I'm i not from a time I, – I wasn't born in the 60s, 50s, 60s, or 70s. So I don't, you know, of knowing of a factory opening up and bringing thousands of jobs. Right. All I've known of is a factory opening and you get a couple hundred jobs. Yeah. That's all I've known. Um, and so those factories are going to pop up. Yeah, you might get 100, 200 jobs. A lot of that stuff's going to be automated and it's going to keep getting automated. Oh, yeah. That, that is a thing. That is a reality that we're moving towards. And, and you can say like, oh, we'll turn back time. You, you can't. And the free market will not allow that as yeah. long as the robot costs less than a human. That is what's going to happen. That is what the market demands. Um, and so is Trump going to fix it? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Um, it, it, would Bernie Sanders have been able to fix that? Who the hell knows? I mean, but that, that is something we're moving to and we have to talk about it. Elon Musk, you know, said something similar and he's calling for basic income. And now, obviously, that clamors a bunch of people saying, oh, you just want free money. It's like, no, you actually have to realize, like, it's not so much that you're, you're not employable, is that you are completely unemployable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that is something that is going to happen. It may not happen in four years or six or whatever. I mean, that is where we're going. <clears throat> um. So where are the jobs coming? I don't know. I mean, there was even a, a news article today. I mean, you got to think, we're, we're, we're getting self-driving vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff's going to start coming out. And these self-driving trucks, bam, there's just a whole other industry of blue-collar workers without a job. Mm-hmm. That's going to be left out of the economy. They're already talking about, um, like, automating and, well, look at what Facebook is doing with news feeds. Yeah, that's complete. That that's a completely uh, automated system now. There's nobody checking. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I, Zach and I talked about this Wednesday night, and um, and, and you know, it's a, certainly some of it is the angst is understandable. I just think that they picked the worst candidate. Oh yeah. To fix I, I, it. I do not disagree there. <laughs> you know, and um, but it, when the pie is shrinking, and the pie has been shrinking for quite some time, and and I think you know, putting out misleading when people, you know, are living this, and you put out numbers that completely contradict their human experience, and that is that the pie is shrinking. You know, nobody's believed the economic numbers for a while, and I really think that that kind of, um, you know, hurt hurt things too. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a shrinking pie, um, and it's an, a competition laden system across the board, which it is now, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the part the the people with the power don't want to lose it for one; they don't want to give it up. The, and, and in this case, and that applies to everything. In this case, we're talking about earning power, 
and who threatens that, who, who by and large is threatening that, well, it's women and minorities, and so, um, you know, it's going yeah. to, I mean, I, I think that's a large portion of this. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm going to share, like, a, a, this is this is uh, profoundly true, it's from Ricky Gervais, you know, in the long run, things won't change much. The rich will stay rich or get richer, and the people with power will make the poor blame each other. And that's what really, that's what's always been. Um, you know, and, yeah, and like, I think there's some truth to that. It's, yeah. And, and, and like, there's like a number of things where, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting. You know, like, obviously they're going to re repeal and replace Obamacare. Okay. Uh, but it's like, you have 22 million people. That's good. They're going to completely and utterly screw, screw but, everything. But he, and you got to think of who those people are. It's like you're you're affecting your voter base. The you know? people that are, you know, listen, uh, m- many, many, many of the people who are going to be affected by this voted for him. <laughs> yeah. And they think no. that it's in, uh, you know, I mean, it's so not smart. It's just not well, smart. And let's, and let's remember, okay, Obamacare, like, it, it's, it's skeleton, right? was a Republican idea. That was their idea yeah. in 1996. Yeah. And it was instituted in Massachusetts by Mitt Romney when he was governor. Um, I think, I mean, and I could be completely wrong and way off base. I know his, his site says he's going to do like HSAs and, and stuff, but it's like, you know, you know, they'll probably just file off the serial numbers on Obamacare, maybe yes. throw off some tax stuff, you know, repackage it and, you know, and now with Medicaid expansion, you got to think like all of these uh, Republican governors in all these states. Of course, now, yeah, my guys, my guys in does the Medicaid expansion, and you know, it gets better or whatever. Um, you know, it it's like you know we could sit there and go, oh yeah, X Y Z is going to happen because they said this on the campaign trail. I remember this Obama stuff. I was like, bam. No Guantanamo Bay anymore. Wars are ending. You know, it's going to be awesome. And what happened? No, Guantanamo Bay is still open. Uh, you know, the, the the Iraq War that was going to end anyway. That was put into place by Bush. So all he had to do was just be in the seat when it happened. Um, you know, uh, Afghanistan still got folks over there. Uh, drone strikes. It's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, you you know. If you looked at it, you know, from how what you felt when you voted for them and, you know, the actions, you're like, oh, man, what the hell? Your your foreign policy is a lot like Bush's. And, uh, you know, and then maybe and Trump may take the same same route. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot. Of, I mean, and, and there was even an uh, article today. Uh, was it CNN or? Yeah, it was CNN. Uh, Chris Christie, hey, you know, lock her up. Yeah, more like let her go. It's it's probably not going to happen because you know we're you're, we're essentially saying hey we're going to jail our political opponents and that's not what America is about. <clears throat> you know, so all those people chanting there, I mean, they're already going to be kind of disaffected. Who knows? He could still do it. We don't know, but it's like there's a lot of, you know, hold on, guys. I wasn't 
100% serious on some of the shit I was saying. Well, I mean, he contradicted himself constantly. And, you know, so to pin him down on anything except, you know, his the hate stuff is, but it didn't seem to matter. And so, um, you know, it, it, I really, I said Wednesday night that this election was the defining moment when, when America completely and utterly abandoned, you know, its decency and common sense. And I still feel that way, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm remarkably calm about it, you know, simply because I had sort of prepared myself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that it was going to happen and that it, this was going to, you know, be oh, a yeah. thing. And when, But I'm exhausted, Matt. I'm just exhausted with it. Well, it will, I mean, it, it took me a day, right? I mean, yesterday I I, I said, hey, we got to do this again. You know, I, I was too, too depressed, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. granted, you know, I'm not a woman, you know, I'm not, I'm not a person of color. So, um, you know, when I say like, oh, maybe it'll be all right. I'm in a, I'm in the group that's going to benefit the most. Um, it's, but I am, I am deeply concerned for women, people of color, you know, all sorts of folks that, you know, it's like, Hey, you were, you, you took the freaking the brunt is hit from from his rhetoric, you know. Um, yeah, and then, it's going to be terrible for women. And like you know, look at the it just boggles your mind too, because one in four Latinos voted for Trump. Twenty eight percent African American, or uh, a little bit more than that, thirty percent, thirty four percent African Americans voted for Trump. It's just uh, white women, uh, middle aged yeah, white, white women, women, yeah, voted. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, there, there's, they... and hopefully, I mean, you know, Nashville today, right? At the uh, Islamic Center. Mm-hmm. You know, folks were like, oh, shit, here we go. Already protesting, you know, all this stuff. And what happened? It was people saying, we want you in this community. We love you. We want you here. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's America right there, you know? You know, yeah, we took a beating, but we're getting up. We're showing you, like, hey, we're here to fight, too. And, hey, four years, we get to be the loyal opposition, right? <laughs> you know, we get to be the ones sharing uh, uh, pictures of our president with Hitler stashes and Joker makeup and, uh, uh, you know, misspelled signs and everything. So, What do you, <laughs> what do you I mean, who do you see being... Four years from now, who who is the Democratic nominee? Jesus, I I don't know. DNC's got to do like some rebuilding. None of this freaking hey, you know, in the in the in the back room with the Goldman Sachs uh, banker, you know, having brandy and cigars. It's got to be grassroots. And I mean, uh, do you think um, it's got to be someone who's who's younger and 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 energetic and saying, you know what, we got this. What about yeah. Cor- the New Jersey guy, Corey, um, what's his name? Corey Booker? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like him. Um, and, I mean, he just has to get his name out there. I mean, there, there's 
if you don't follow politics, I mean, you don't know who these people are. I mean, we could sit there and list, you know, you know, names to our blue in the face, but everybody's like, who the hell is that? Hillary turned out to be a much better candidate than I expected, and um, she ran a good campaign, and I think that, um, but I don't see, I, I think that, I don't well, think that she's going to leave politics, but I don't see her being the nominee again, do you? No, she's not, she's not running again. She's, she's probably like, yep, that was, that was my chance, and I'm not doing it again. Um, you know, I don't know, we like electing reality stars to our, uh, to our presidency, so uh, about Mark Cuban, 2020. Oh, God. Cuban West, 2020. <laughs> His ego is as big as Donald. I mean, he may not be as evil, and I like Mark Cuban well well enough, and, um, you know, he's certainly entertaining and, and all of that. He can wear a three-comma tie just to let you know that he's a billionaire. I mean... I think... I, I think... <laughs> One thing that the Democrats need to do is rearrange their party to dispel, I agree with you, and you were saying this is part of what you were saying, to dispel the notion that being a career public servant is a bad thing. Well, and and so let's, let's, I mean, look at it this way. Obama, he was an outsider. He had, Mm -hmm. what? Uh, two years into his, uh, no, no, four years into his uh, Senate, first Senate bid, where he goes, yep, I'm running for president. So he's an outsider. Not not so much anymore, but he was when he was elected. <clears throat> Sanders, he was the outsider. Now Trump, the outsider. I'm starting to think it's going to be a lot of this outsider shit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 80s, 90s. Well, maybe. I mean, we've got someone completely and utterly unprepared to run this country in office right now. And maybe the American public will see what a bumbling. All right, we're back on the record. We had a little brief little glitch, but Matt and I were talking about the election and um, the the outsider um, tag that seems to be so popular now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the, the DNC does do to try to um, remake itself. Yeah. Are, are you still with me, Matt? Yeah, yeah I'm still here. Okay. Um and yeah. is it going to be Cory Booker in four years? Uh, who you know? Who's it going to? Who? What other names are out there? I'd... Well, Howard Howard Dean is already talking about running for the. Oh season. God. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, uh, Liz, I'm sure Elizabeth Warren saw what happened to Hillary, and you know, she's probably like, "I'm good too." You know, I. <laughs> well. Yeah, and I, you know, Elizabeth Warren's pretty strong and everything, um, and she has a lot of that, you know, like people are sitting there saying, like, Bernie Sanders, just just say Elizabeth Warren's your running mate right now, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, because a lot of people who like Bernie Sanders love Elizabeth Warren, um, but, uh, you know, who knows, Uh yeah, maybe maybe someone's already there as a representative or a senator. Maybe uh, maybe 2018 rolls around and there'll be somebody else who who starts shining. 
Um, you know, the, the, uh, not going to be Alan Gray, uh, Grayson. He, he was like one of those, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? You know, outsiders, you know, yeah, he was a Democrat, but you know, he, he called everybody out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not going to be Anthony Weiner. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, or Elliot Spitzer or, you know, some of these guys who, you know, you know, politics were fine, just their personal lives completely fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. you can't run an anti-vice platform and then be caught with fucking prostitutes. And you can't sit there and say, hey, I'm better than you and everything and be sexting 15-year-olds. Uh, yeah. You know, it's... The DNC has to, you know go, hey, you know, we can't be pandering to people anymore. You know, we actually have to go out there and, you know, get the people inspired by our candidates. People were inspired by Obama, Mm -hmm. you know, in 2008. You know, maybe they were less inspired, but they still went out there and, and voted for him in 2012. And no matter how much he ran out there and, and campaigned, everybody knew, well, who's going in that office is not Obama. And, you know, and plus the polling, too. You had 538, you had Sam Wong's uh, Princeton Election Consortium, uh, Daily Cost, you know, all saying, like, Hillary, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 80% and above, except 538. Theirs was more bullish. There was at 65%. And, and my whole thing was, you know, I was like, hey, don't get complacent. Mm-mm. You know, just because it says there's an 80, 80% chance, that that doesn't mean that's happened. I saw something that said Democrats stayed home and while Republicans turned out. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not saying they all stayed home, but a lot of them probably were like, hey, uh, you know, either A, I live in a state where my vote won't matter, like, let's say, Tennessee, um, because it's going to go Trump regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh or, um, well, she won the popular vote, right? I mean, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you had you had definitely a lot more folks who stayed home because they were yeah. like, a, I don't like her. Yeah. B, I think that was a lot of it. You know, B, uh, you know, my my vote's not going to count. Or or, and here's another here's another idea. Maybe you had some moderate uh, Democrats or some um, who are throwing in may have voted Donald Trump as a protest vote, thinking, well, she's got in the bag, so let me just vote for him, which is dumb, but <laughs> you know that that that's a possibility as well. I hope those people rot in hell, well, yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to send a message to the establishment. I mean, like, I guess you fucking sent it, but... <laughs> I guess. I guess. Well, buddy, um, it was fun talking to you, um, you know, about the the elections leading up to it. I don't know, you know, where where we go from here, except through hell, hopefully back. And, yeah. um, you know, I think the next decade... 
because it, you know even if reason does prevail in four or eight years, it's going to take a while to undo the damage that he's going to do. And um, so I expect the next decade to really suck. Yeah, probably. But, hey, at least there's beer. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's <laughs> why God created beer, to help us please get through the, the dark days. Matt, it was fun. We'll have to talk about what we're going to do in the future. You may want a break, but tell everybody out there where they can find you. Uh, at Woodsock, that's uh, W00. D S T O K. Maybe we'll talk some preds soon. Oh yeah. Well let's let's uh let's not keep depressing me. Okay. So <laughs> All right. Have a good evening, Matt. You too. All right, goodbye. Bye. All right, shout out to Matt Wood, who's such a great guy and always so fun to talk to, and I'm glad that we were able to do that, able to sit down and have a little post-election, um, you know, uh, sad fest, I suppose we, we should call it. I, You know, I don't have a whole lot more else to say about it, except that I am so disappointed in this country. I'm heart sick. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You know, I'm tired of fighting for um, for people who don't appreciate it. And I'm talking primarily to my gender. Um, I'm so upset with women right now, especially white women who um, who I, I I can't I don't even know how they could stomach voting for this man, but they did and. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've spent a large portion of my life fighting for for you, and I'm disinclined to do it right now. You know, I'm just um, I'm I'm tired. So, you know, we'll see how how things go um, over the course of of the next few weeks. We're going to be back next week with another podcast. Maybe we'll have some fun. Um, maybe that'll make me feel better. Maybe that will cure this, um, you know, this post-election depression that, that I have. Um, you know, I don't like feeling this way, but I'm, I'm upset with this country, um, what this country has done and, um, you know, we're, it's embarrassing. So, uh, happy Friday, happy Veterans Day. Shout out to all the soldiers who, uh, put their lives on the line each and every day to grant us the freedom that we seem to not appreciate. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. And, um, yeah, so we're back, but I don't know that we're happy about it. But we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun next week and and try to try to, you know, kind of, pick things up and and do a little better. You've been listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I'm your host. My name is Sharona. You can follow me out there in Twitter sphere at Sports by Sharona. Check out my website, Bat Talk with Sharona, and we'll be back next week. A bullet from the back of a bush took Medgar Evers' blood.